Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Without further ado, we have someone who is going to be our teacher tonight. Um, Don Johnson is an amazing teacher. I've heard you three times, I think, maybe, but every time it was anointed, it was blessed, and I took stuff out of it and away from it, and I know that everyone here will tonight as well. So I don't want to take up any more of his time. He's got a great message planned for us, so give him a warm welcome, Mr. Don Johnson. Thank you. All right, well, thank you. How are we sounding? Little, little, uh, I don't like it. <laughs> Whatever that is, I'm not sure what's going on, but we'll get, her, we'll get her fixed up, I'm sure. So whenever I'm asked to speak, um, you know, the, the first thing I think of is, you know, what, what would be helpful? And, you know, I did go to school for some stuff, and you can get caught up into... Theology to the point where it just makes you want to vomit. <laughs> you're sick, and then you're afraid to say anything because you realize that, well, yeah, but that could be... And it's like, you know what? I got to a place where does it help? And so it's a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity, and so I thank you for it. Father God, we thank you for your goodness to us. Father, you are a life-giving God, and we receive tonight that life through your Son, Jesus Christ, and we give you all honor, glory, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay. So, I brought a couple things just for fun. I like to have a little bit of fun. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about worship and prayer. It's not all-inclusive. There's a lot of things I want to, disclaimers I want to say. So, so, for example, I do not believe worship is, is just through uh, song. I don't believe worship is just through prayer. I mean, when, I, when we give, we, you know, when it comes time to offering, I, I am not kidding. I, that's probably one of my most exciting times of service because it's, God's my source, and I need that time because He's my future, and I get excited about it. And it's worship. And worship is throughout the work week, what you're doing. You know, um, so when I talk about worship, I'm talking about tonight's going to be a lot to do with the type of worship we're talking about, like on Sunday morning, Wednesday evening, come together, or in a prayer closet, um, whatever that was, but, but that kind of a worship and prayer time. And so I am kind of narrowing it to that, although it's much, much bigger. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about is some tools. So, Chris, what have we got here? Frying pan. Frying pan, okay. John, what have we got here? A roaster, okay. All right. Now, if I said turkey dinner, what are we thinking? Roaster. If I'm thinking I want some eggs for breakfast, okay, I hope you all ate because I'm not trying to make you hungry. Oh, my point is simply this. You know what? They're tools. One's not better than the other. There's not, it's just that when you, you want to do a job, you want the right tool. Okay, so um, thank God I have a wife. She does all that stuff. So I love it. You know, I've got this great tool. Someone gave it to me from the church. It's a multi-use screwdriver. It's actually sad in some ways that we have to have so many different tips just to unbolt something. Um, but if I have this blade, this is just flat blade screwdriver, they're wonderful. They're great. Actually, I don't like blade screwdrivers that much, but they're great when you need them. Okay, um, but that won't fit. If you, have the, if you don't have a small enough blade, it's not going to fit a Phillips head, 
you can't, the job's not going to get done. So it, it switches out, and you can switch it for a Phillips head. Okay? Um, then there's, this thing even has some Torx heads in here, because it's the advanced model, okay? And that's the real star-pointed things. Anyway, the point is this. There's some things that I can't do with, with the wrong tool, Okay? And it's just, and it, when you're aware of it, and you know, you see it, you say, hey, I, I know. You identify it and say, this is what I should be using. And so tonight, when I talk about some things, I want to talk about some gestures in worship and prayer. And please, this is not legalistic. It's not meant to be. It's meant to be helpful. I need, to help, I need help in my worship time to focus. I sit up... Well, I also fall apart here. Okay. I like to sit up front. If, you know, my family doesn't like sitting up front like I do. I like to sit up for a few reasons. Number one, I, I don't know, I guess it just maybe there's more, I just want to make sure that I don't miss anything, okay? But I don't, want to, I don't want to be interrupted. And the further back I sit, the more I see. I see people's phones going off. I see people walking around. I see people getting, whatever it is, okay? I just like to sit up front. Um, now, that's me. There are people that love to sit in the back. I'm just saying, okay, I just need to focus. So these are helpful things to me. And so I want to talk about some things. But to kind of give us an idea what we're talking about tonight, if we could play, it's a real short video. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, Rich has got that ready for us. I thought that was pretty funny. All right. Heather, would you be willing to hand these out? I want to hand them out early because then you'd have them all filled up before I started. And I've asked Dan to hand out pens for everybody. Again, I... I do better when I focus, so if it's something in front of me, especially when there's teaching, it's just great. Um, don't, get, don't get hung up on these. Um, I looked up the dictionary. I didn't go to like a religious dictionary. I just went to the dictionary on the internet. So if you say, well, that's not really the meaning of that word, you know, this is just, it's just for us to help think about some things. So, um, uh, so as we go over uh, some of this stuff, and I had to take a minute for you guys to get those, what I wanted to do is a couple things is uh, from the worship point of view, did you miss one? Okay. Um, from the worship point of view, just getting some words, you know, just some things that just define differences that take place in worship. And just to get our, our minds going and, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, we talk a lot in our church about faith comes by hearing and hear. Well, you see words, you identify words, and it, it can help build. Here you go. And Heather, I didn't keep one for myself, so thank you. And, and I used this color because I thought it would be cool. I just wanted to be more fun, okay? Just a little more lively. We're talking about worship. We're talking about having an opportunity to literally participate in entering in the presence of divine God. And that is a mystery. Um, you know, when I was a child, they talked about the universe, and I don't know why, just in my mind, and even what they taught, it seemed like the universe had this boundary around it, like this is the end of it. And then you get into, I uh, got into a late teen, and they started talking about more universes, and that was almost edgy, like, is that even true? Now today, it's just like, oh my gosh, we're just one little speck out of all the... And, and that same God who did all that invites us. He invites us. He provided the way, and He invites us into His presence, and that's, that's pretty awesome. So, to me, it's just really helpful that when we're going to worship Him, that we have some things. So, at the bottom, I just have a bunch of different words, okay? So, you can see praise, uh, bow, pray, prostrate, uh, exalt, humble, Rejoice, cheer, magnify, adore. Uh, just words. I just picked a whole bunch of words that I thought would be... There's more. I didn't put them all down, but just stuff. And then I looked up definitions. And this is just, again, you don't have to. But I don't want anybody to go home frustrated. you know. But, uh, and some of them I'd look at and I'd think, well, no, I think that one fits that one better. It's what they gave me. Okay. Um, so let's just look at these together. So um, 
lying, uh, lying stretched out on the ground with one's face downward. I don't know if you want to shout it out or if you want me to give them to you. I don't know. Okay, so that is correct. That's, that's a pretty good one. Prostrate. Prostrate. And um, not, to, you know, not to be mean, but I was going over this Janie, and she said, is that? She was saying prostate. I said, no, that's prostrate, dear. It's prostrate. Okay. Um, love and respect deeply. That's not as easy. See, see the words sometimes are... That's, that one's a door. That one's a door. Again, according to the Internet Dictionary. The feeling of expression of reverence and adoration for a deity. That's the general worship. That's just the, you know, what, you know, the general... And again... There's no, I'm just, these are all, they're, they're all interrelated. Express warm approval or admiration of. Praise. Praise. Yep, great. I know you're going to be afraid to say anything now because they're, they're so intermixed, it's hard to get one. Uh, hold someone or something in very high regard. Think of, speak very highly of. Exalt. Exalt. Well, yeah, but there's, there's so many of them. Exalt, yeah. If you guys, had, if I had given you time to, to look over all of the things first, and then you could do really well with this. I know you could. Um, okay. To, let's see, uh, to extol and glorify. Magnify. Magnify. Feel deep respect or admiration for. Liz. Revere. Yeah, revere. So... <laughs> accept or yield to a superior force or to the authority or will of another person submit submit and you know, think about it you know there's, there's a real place in worship where we have to do that we just have to do that we, 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 I mean we get to choose to do it and that's a great thing but we, we need to come to that place having or showing a modest or lowest estimate of one's own importance we're not talking about putting yourself down but you know, the Bible talks about seeing yourself. Pardon? Um, that one's humble, correct. Yeah. And the Bible talks about, you know, seeing yourself truthfully. Um, and before God, that's a really great place to be. Uh, the action or fact of abandoning. Abandonment. Hey, that was a good one, wasn't it? How many learned how to take tests in school? I was, a, I wasn't a, I was kind of a slow learner in school. And then I found out later, if I took my time, half the answers were right in the questions, you know. <laughs> so... Um, to honor or praise publicly. Celebrate, actually. Yeah, celebrate. When I read that, I thought, I even double-checked it because I thought, is that sure? Uh, feel or show great joy or delight. Rejoice. Rejoice. That, that's, yeah, good. This one's great, and I think we need to really understand this one, especially in worship. Take delivery of something sent or communicated. Paul, what's that one? There we go. Receive. You know, one of the things that marks the faith movement church from many other churches is, is that idea of receiving. And it sounds so simple, but um, you can literally get caught up in a religion that uh, for some reason they think that to receive something from God makes you unspiritual. I, there's some, they, I actually met a person that they said, well, God's called me to poverty. I'm called to poverty. Now, I have to be careful. I, maybe God did. I don't, but I'm just trying to understand that because the Scripture talks about it. Now, I'm not saying a person can't get called, but I'm saying as a general rule, I don't think we're called to poverty. 
Not when the scriptures over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again talk about what, it's, what, what a good father is and all the things that our God wants to do. Um, okay, where were we here? Uh, expressing gratitude and relief. Thankful. Here, here's almost a free one. Be in or assume a position in which the body is supported by a knee or the knees as when praying or showing submission. Kneeling. Kneeling. It was the whole kneel word there. So. Um, here's an example. You know, again, you just grow up with religious ideas. I don't even know if they were taught. Don't know if they were meant to be taught. But for whatever reason, I grew up as a child in church and just thought that prayer, I mean, knees, getting on your knees made, I don't know, there was something about being on your knees. So when I got to college, um, you know, they, they talked about, the, the, not the one that was there at the point, but the last uh, president of the college, he said, oh, when he moved out, there was, there was holes in the carpet from his knees because he spent hours on his knees. And you know what? Praise God for him because I believe he's a humble man that did that. All I know is I couldn't do that. If I did what he did, I couldn't get up. My knees hurt. And so here I was trying. I was trying to be spiritual. And so I was trying to go on my knees. And I honestly, I mean, I was, I was young and I was just, I couldn't walk. And it's like, what's going on? And then I realized, wait a minute. You mean I can stand and pray? I actually started learning that I prayed so much better. When I, when I, would, when I would, so I put a cushion under my knees because I was trying to really work this thing out. And kneel. And you know what I usually, I usually woke up. I found myself waking up. It's like, well, that wasn't working. And I watched a guy. And I know that I respected him that much, but he would walk around praying. And I thought, let me try. I started walking around. It's like I, I started touching heaven. I started engaging. I started feeling like my prayer. For me, that was working. Now, again, the guy that wore holes in the carpet, obviously that was for him. Great. Listen, find what works for you. This, this whole thing is to say, it's just to, it's just to in case someone hasn't uh, open their, their minds to all the different ways there are, that's what this is supposed to be. Just to be helpful. Maybe there's something you're missing because you haven't tried it. And you say, that really, never thought about it before. That works for me. Um, okay. Uh, Andy, an act of bending the head or upper body is a sign of respect for greeting. Oh, there you go. Wow. Wow. Uh, a loud cry expressing a strong emotion or calling attention. Rich. Oh, sorry. I was because you usually shout, so... Um, <laughs> There you go. Um, a shout of encouragement, praise, or joy. Cheer, because we already did shout, so that had to be cheer, right? Look at this one. Ask or beg for something earnestly or humbly. Supplicate. Supplicate. And I heard someone tell me one time, years and years ago, they talked about supplication. And I wasn't sure. I mean, that's a big one. You know, supplication. They said, you know what? It's asking God to supply the need. It's like, boy, is that simple? Supplicate sounded so, I don't know. It, God, can you supply the need for somebody? Well, I can pray a prayer of supplication. I'm asking God to supply a need. What? That's pretty good. Um, this is a general one. Address a solemn request or expression of thanks to a deity or other object of worship. Pray. Intervene on behalf of another. Intercede. Intercede. And then regard with respect. So, again, part of this is just to get us thinking, get our minds engaged in all these different things that can take place in, in our time of worship and prayer. And I think the more we have them before us... Um, so, I remember, again, I was in college, and um, doing my best to pray, and they had a guest speaker come, and they said, you know, praying for an hour. It's like, 
oh my God, I, I wake up. And so I started standing and I got a little further, but you know, it's like, okay, how long can I pray? Because I just, I just wasn't taught really how to pray. Not, not mad at anybody, just saying I just wasn't really taught how to pray. And then they started getting into and they started dividing prayer up into things like praise compared to thanksgiving. Praising him for who he is, thanking him for what he's done. It's like, well, okay. And they said, you know, what if you did five minutes of each of those? Well, you know, you start out about 30 seconds of each and then you grow. And then they talk about things like, you know, again, you start to, you know, then what about confession? Oh, yeah, well, you know, that's a good thing to do. And if I'm going to pray to heaven and praying to God and I want something to happen and there's things in my life that are blocking, then, wow, then confession really is a big part of that repentance, confession. And so you started going through, and by the time they got done with their little wheel, it's like, wow, I did an hour. It was like, that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Uh, just kind of a fun note, uh, when Pastor Jason asked me to teach, you know, of course, I wasn't sure what. He didn't tell me what. He said, anything you want. He didn't give me any direction. Never talked to him. We don't talk to each other much. And he said, anything you want. And, um, wait, no, he's, sorry. He's not around a lot, and I'm working, and he's working, and so it's not like we sit and just hang out and talk about what we're going to do. That's, that's what I meant by that. So, so I wasn't sure, and, and honestly, this was the one I wanted to do. It was just on my heart, and you know, I don't know what happens. You, know, you start studying a little bit, and all of a sudden, I shifted. I, I don't know why. I shifted gears. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Don't know why. Shifted gears. So I started looking into this and looking at that. I thought, well, maybe the Trinity. You know, I started about the Trinity, and it's like, no. And then I thought, I know. I'm teaching the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to do the Lord's Prayer. And I was just, I'm doing the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to do it. I got to church Sunday morning. At the beginning of service, not late. I'm talking about at the beginning of service, it's like, I'm teaching on gestures of worship. I said, so I'm teaching. And then he taught on the Lord's Prayer. It's like, I would have had nothing. I would have, had, I would have came with nothing. It'd say, well, you know, I'm the service. God bless you. Here it is. And, uh, and, and just to give you, again, I do not see myself, and I'm, you know, that talks about being truthful about who you are. I, there are people who are intercessory prayers, prayer warriors, and all these, okay. I pray, and if someone says, would you pray for me? I've only agreed to commit to praying for a few people in my life. I'm talking like ongoing, a few people. I say, if you want prayer, I'll pray for you right now, and I will pray for you, and I will find myself praying when I'm doing work, but I'm saying if you ask, hey, listen, I, very few people I commit to because it's a good chance I won't do it, and I want to be honest, and, but if you want prayer, let's pray right now, and I will pray for you, and I'll, I'll, I'll believe and I'll do my best to touch heaven and move in faith. Um, but what happened to me was I was driving, I was working for my father, and it was a 45-minute drive every day. And I started praying the Lord's Prayer, and he's talking about not doing it in vain. And I grew up in the Methodist church, and they prayed the prayer, and I found myself, you know, it's just rote. You didn't have any idea. You could even say, did you pray? Did we pray that already? I don't know. I don't know. Because meaningless. You just caught yourself doing it. But the, but the flip side is, this is the Lord himself giving me this example of how to pray. It's like, my goodness, this is good stuff. So I'm not going to not pray it because, I, because it could be in vain. Let's get a hold of it. So I would pray that prayer. And I'm not, I'm not joking. I would get to work and it's like, I'm not done. I haven't finished. 45 minutes and I wasn't finished praying the Lord's Prayer. It's, it, what's it take, 30 seconds? We've been... <sighs> because I started really engaging in it. I mean, I spent so much time on the word hallowed. Hallowed. I would just, I did studies on it, hallowed. And I, I'd be, I tell him, I'd be all the way to Gerard from Albion before I even got off the word hallowed. And, and then you get into things like daily provision. Because again, growing up, daily bread, I thought that was just a slice of bread. Who cares about a slice of bread? Because we're well fed. And then you realize it's God's my source and it's my every provision. And you start talking about the needs you have for your family and the things you want. Okay, that's his message, Lord's Prayer. Um, but it's tied together, isn't it? 
because we're talking about prayer and worship. And here's what I'm noticing. Pastor uh, Pam and Jim, I don't think they ever, ever, ever uh, kept anybody from being free to worship and invite people to worship. Um, in our church, you know, we raise, we're a hand-raising church. And we do have a few shouts. But I mean, for the most part, we're not a wild church any means. But I have felt like leadership has been encouraging us to, to, to move forward in that. And I have to ask God where, where I'm going to go. Because I'm not sure yet. Okay? Um, uh, I had no problem learning to raise my hands and getting into that. But you know what? I watch Chris over here. And she's doing kind of a dance. I'm not sure what they, if it's, I don't know what it, and it's like, she's doing stuff with her hands. Like, I know every one of those has meanings. I just don't know what they are because I haven't studied it. But she's doing all kinds of gestures. And I know that there's, you know, when, you know this, I'm thinking, hey, that's probably saying, come Holy Spirit, you know, you know, you know I'm receiving. And, and so there's so many things that we can do. And um, I think that it can just enhance. So what I'd say is this, do I have to raise my hands to pray? No. What if I didn't have hands? So I can pray. But you know what? If it helps. If it helps me connect. I, I often talk about Jesus who, who spit in the mud and put it on the man's eyes. Folks, that was mud. It was spittle. If you go to a, to, a, to a blind community and just start taking spit and mud, they're probably going to stay blind. If you just think there's something in spit and mud. But when you begin to realize that, and here's what I see him. I see the heart of Jesus. Here's this person whose whole identity is in their blindness. And what's he do? He does something to connect the miraculous healing and the power of God to that person's blindness. And so he's touching them deeply. And he's, that person's moved. And now they have something to connect that to. I, I, what a wonderful Jesus. And so when we talk about worship and prayer, there's things we can do to, to help us. And I get helped. I get helped because these things help me. I've learned some things and they help me. Help me to focus. Help me to touch. And I, I, you know, so many times I get mad at myself because I'm over here and next thing I know, I'm, I'm at work. And I'm saying, oh, that needs to get done. And, that, and it's like, I'm in worship. And I've got to close my eyes and I have to start moving because I start finding myself... And, doesn't matter what I didn't do. I'm here. This is, this is, this is, this is, I can do that next week. This is time. So these are things that are helpful to me. And, um, and so next thing we're going to do is go to scripture. And so I'm going to read off some scripture. If someone wants to read it, just say you'll do it and I'll go to the next one. So 1 Kings 21, 27. Who would do that? I didn't know if you said something, Rich. Okay. Um, you know what? We got a mic here. Do we know what number it is? Liz can take care of that mic. Why don't you work with him? There you go. She's the micer. Okay, First Kings twenty one twenty seven. Who wants that one? One hand. Anybody? No one. First Kings twenty one twenty seven. Joel two twelve. I asked Rich purposely not to put these up because I'm at church and they go up. I don't even know my Bible. I go home. My Bible's not open because, and so I really wanted us to. Crack open our electronic devices or our Bibles. Joel 2.12, anybody? Okay, thank you, Chris. 1 Timothy 2.8. Okay, thank you, John. 1 Kings 8.54. Thank you, Andy. Do you have a Bible with you? Okay, good. 
Okay. Lamentations, and this is really a good one, by the way. Lamentations 3, 41, 42. You know, I can start reading these. It's not a problem. Okay, thank you. Justin. Uh, Justin's going to do Lamentations 3, 41, 42. Dan, if you do Exodus 3, 5. You know what? I'll just read the rest of them from there because we're, here we go. So, again, these are, these are just a bunch of scriptures trying to just see what the Bible has to say about the different gestures of prayer and things in prayer and attitudes of prayer and um, just to help us, just to help us. Okay, 1 Kings 21, 27. So it was when Ahab heard those words that he tore his clothes and put sackcloth on his body and fasted and lay in sackcloth. And went about mourning. Think about that for a minute. When I read that, because we're New Testament Christians, we're, you know, we have the blood of Jesus, the resurrected Christ. I don't know that we, I don't know where that, I haven't seen it. The closest I saw was a kid, again, Methodist Church, Ash Wednesday, and people put, and I never knew what it was. It reminded me more of Halloween. I don't know, I just didn't understand that stuff as a little kid. They put ash on, it's like, okay, whatever. But when you think about it, Peter when there was a miraculous catch of fish and he was in the boat, it says he fell and he said, I am an un... Think about it. He said, what does being unclean have to do with a catch of fish? He said, I am an unclean man. Something happened here. He recognized he was before God. Well, you know what? There's times when, I don't know, I just think we need to get an attitude that just there's something we recognize the presence we're in and there's a... I don't want to say this the wrong way. There's a, there's a godly brokenness. Of course we don't stay broken. Of course we know God's here to heal us and put us over. But there's times when I think we're missing something when we don't have an understanding of this is a moment to, to come before God in that, in that attitude. We don't stay there. And we ask God to, to move on our lives. You know, um, he raised Peter up and look what he did with Peter. Uh, Joel 2.12. Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Think about this for a minute. We're talking Old Testament. When it was, everything went the law. It's all about the law and the regulation. And you know what? Return to me with all your heart. God was looking for the heart in the Old Testament. Doesn't mean there wasn't rules, but he was looking for the heart. And that hasn't changed. He's still looking for the heart. Okay, we're not going to stay on a whole bunch of weeping and mourning, but there's a few of them, okay? Uh, 1 Timothy 2.8. I will, therefore, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Okay, a couple things real quick. You know, holy hands. You know, one of the greatest teachings I ever learned was positional righteousness. I only understood righteousness to be what I, can, what I can do because I've been transformed and I'm now following God, but positional righteousness because, you know, it's both. We're only, we can only be righteous because of our position in Christ, but then it says we're created to do good works, we're, we're created to do things, and we can, we can actually move in our lives and grow in our lives to the point where we can actually raise our, our hands holy because we we've purpose to serve god and follow him and hear from him and um lifting holy hands uh 
And again, there's just, it's just a reference, New Testament, lifting hands, meaning there's something about a bodily action. Okay, 1 Kings 8.54. Thanks for volunteering, Andy. No problem. <clears throat> and it was so that when Solomon had made an end of praying all this prayer and supplication unto the Lord, he arose from before the altar of the Lord, from kneeling on his knees, with his hands spread up to heaven. Wow, that one covers a lot, doesn't it? He supplicated, he prayed... He was prostrate, he, he, he was on his knees, he had to raise his hands, he was, he was stretching out towards heaven. I mean, that, there's a lot there. And um, again, as much as we do here, and I'm not saying it's never happened, but we don't do a lot of the bowing. Mean, in other words, we, we do a lot of raising hands. We do some bowing, not a lot. I've tried to do a few times. Again, I, have to be, I, have to, I sit weird and I think, well, that looks really weird because I'm not sitting on my knees. But uh, um, I think there's times when God, he will release something because... There's something he wants us to do. Jason and Liz, I can't remember which, but for, on Sunday morning I talked about, I thought it was you, Jason, but talked about, you know what? Faith without an action. You know, faith is re- released by our action. And so sometimes I think there can be moments when we have to do things. And um, sometimes it's coming forward and, and, and maybe it's raising a hand. Okay. Um, was that it? Did I have anybody else? Okay, Justin. Which one did I have you? 41 through 42 let us lift up our heart with our hands unto God in the heavens we have transgressed and have rebelled thou hast not pardoned okay so lifting up our hearts and our hands and to me and again this one thing I want to talk about is when I lift my hands I actually feel like my heart is being lifted it's like they if I don't lift my hands like my heart's just stuck so when Tim Hawkins was doing the you know because they're not a hand raiser they, they couldn't raise their hand you know, it's like you know what the hand helped it helped their heart and their mind and everything get together. Um, I believe it was Dan next with Exodus 3.5. Then God said, Do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet, because the place on which you are standing is holy ground. Okay. I don't want anybody to get mad at me. Again, I didn't talk to Jason. I don't know what my parameters are. When we're worshiping, I don't know, maybe it may be my Methodist upbringing, but there's something about a solemnness and a holiness. And I'm not saying we can't praise and rejoice, but I mean, there's times when, well, I'm going to get in trouble, but I, when somebody's drinking coffee in the middle of worship, I'm ticked off. And it's not because they're going to spill the coffee. That's a whole separate issue, okay? <laughs> I'm talking about because how? I'm just in my mind. How are you engaging in this deep... I, I don't know. And, and again, and, and I have to be careful because just because I can't do it doesn't mean you can't do it. But I just know for me, it, and so I just need to shut my eyes because I get distracted and then I'm not worshiping and I need to worship. Um, so again, I'm just saying there's something about holiness. And so here, here's, here's he's talking to Moses and it's like, it's like, Hold up. Do you understand? Why was that? Why was that holy ground? Was that dirt different than? No. It's because the presence of God. He was just saying, you're entering the presence of God. And there's some preparation to that. And there's something about that. And again, we, we, were, we were raised in a Catholic town. And uh, even as a Methodist guy, I would go with my friend to his Catholic church. And there was times I thought, whoa. It's holy in here. And I mean, we were, we were pretty 
I mean, it was pretty quiet. I mean, it was, I can, rem- I can remember, I, I actually grew up in the downtown First United Methodist Church. It was a pretty big church. And I remember, they didn't have air conditioning. It'd be summer. And I was set up in the balcony. And I can remember, it was so quiet in there that you could hear a pin drop. Or if somebody went, <clears throat> it, it's like echoed and magnified. It was that quiet. And, um, and there's been times I've been in church and I, I can hardly hear the pastor because people are talking. <laughs> so uh, just saying, you know, maybe they were praying. Um, my point is that if we get in our hearts and our minds that we're really entering into something, won't, don't we release God to do something greater? And so, thanks, Paul. I need that affirmation because I know if I was in trouble or not. I want to make sure I have a job. That helps. Okay. <laughs> All right. Matthew 2.11. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they and think about who they are. These are, these are some of the wealthiest, wisest people on the whole planet. And they go to a baby, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I was reading on the internet, trying to do a little research, and someone said, they were talking about different gestures of faith and stuff, and one, one guy said, he goes, well, Americans don't bow. They said they don't bow to anybody. They were, just, they were just making a general statement that we do a lot of things, but we just don't bow. There's other nations that think nothing about it. They just said Americans, they don't bow. And I thought about that. It's like, you know what? We don't see a lot of it. You know, we can kneel, we can do, but bowing, I mean, I'm, I've seen it, and I've done it, but it's, it's rare. It's rare. Um, so here they were, and they bowed down to a, an infant, pretty amazing because we don't i mean we love babies i mean, used to see i'm looking through my phone there's all this great stuff my son's in paris right now josiah he's in paris he's he's over in italy and or i mean spain as a navy guy and he he's over in paris i'm, I'm showing you know my wife i handed her the phone she didn't say one thing she she saw our new granddaughter sophia and she's oh look at sophia it's like i'm looking at paris she goes oh no sophia look at she's smiling it's like okay i didn't want her to see that picture yet because i wanted to get excited about paris first she was glad my son was in Paris, but she got excited when she saw her granddaughter. Um, so they worshipped him. So we, we love infants, we, but, but think about to bow down before an infant and worship them. When you're a grown adult, we have a hard time doing that with a... I'm not saying we're supposed to bow down to anybody but God. I'm just, well, I, actually, we're not supposed to. I'll just say it that we, We're not supposed to, okay? But um, um, sometimes I wonder if we even are hindered to do it before God, let alone... Um, here, here they were, baby Jesus. Okay, Psalm 141.2, May the prayer be set before you like incense. May the lifting up of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. Now again, I've been in churches, I actually think it's cool, okay? If it's not in vain, if it's not vain repetition, if it's not out of just whatever, I, I've been to some Catholic services when they have the incense, and I, I'll tell you what, I, I just think of the word, and I think about it seeing its prayer, and it's like, I, I was identifying with it. Now, again, my brain's also saying, boy, is anybody else feeling that or are they just, is this what they do? I don't know. I think we all have to connect with what we're doing. But it's like, and he's saying that our prayers are lifting. It's like incense. You know, God talks about it. It's coming up before him. Word pictures. So what happens with me then is I need these things to cross me over so that I can abandon the other things and leave the other things and I can come before God and my heart, it just, it helps me. It helps me a lot and I need a lot of help. Genesis 17.10, This is my covenant with you and your descendants after you. The covenant you are to keep, every male among you shall be circumcised. Now, we know in the New Testament, Jesus said, look it, circumcised, uncircumcised, doesn't make a difference. What makes the difference? He said, the circumcision of your heart. And the reason I wanted to include that was think about how drastic, my God, think, think how drastic circum, 
I mean, think about it. We, we, we're just raised with it. We don't think much of it. It's like, think about it. That's a big deal. That's a big deal for, for a, a religion to say, this is what you have to do in order to be mine. You have to take your male children. I mean, that's... When I talk to my boys about it a little bit, they, they usually, I mean, something pretty tough, but they, they usually wince a little bit just thinking about it. And um, anyway, so I, just, I brought that in there because of the covenant and understanding the seriousness of it. It's not light. It's not flippant. It's like, this is a big deal. So even if we're not doing it physically, our hearts, it's just as important. It's just as real. It's just as, you know, there's so much to it. So, Okay. So again, I wanted just to go over some things and, and just to wrap up. I don't even know what time I was supposed to teach till. Um, I want to talk about a few of the gestures. I know Tim Hawkins, did, he, was, he was just fun. I just thought he was hilarious. I thought it was great. But he, here were the two that made the most difference, or maybe three that made the most difference to me that helped me. Um, and again, this is not legally. You can do anything you want to do. I'm just saying for me it helped. When I, when I have my hands outward and upward, that's when I'm praising, that's when I'm lifting, that's when I'm extolling, that's when I'm exalting, that's when I'm just, all my energy is to God, to God, to God. And yet, when there's times when I'm receiving from Him, His grace, His mercy, His love, then I, I turn Him in because I want to be able to receive. If I'm doing this while I'm talking about His love for me, I mean, yeah, okay, I can do that because, oh God, you're so good, you love me. But if I'm receiving, and so it, it's simple. So it's just like a Phillips head and a blade screwdriver. I mean, they're almost the same, they're close, but... I just know one's going to help me a little bit more. And so if I, just by simple turning in, I'm receiving. And I know he was making some fun and it was great. You know, and you know, there's, there's so many, again, I don't want to get into every little, I don't want to even know about all the, all, every little nuance because I don't want to get legalistic. I'm just saying that to praise him, to receive from him, just that little difference is huge. You talk to a bodybuilder and they, you know, they, they'll do different exercises. So like a chin-up and a pull-up. You know, one, one's this way, one's this way. T- totally different muscles are being used. It's just flipping the wrist. You know, they do the, 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 the push-ups and just the difference of this versus... The, so it's the same thing, I think. And it helps me. So when the, word, when the songs are saying... You know, sometimes the song actually says, and bow down before him. Well, I don't watch us. We don't just all bow down before him. But if it says lift holy hands, we lift holy hands. And, and if it says receive, I, again, it helps me to say... I'm in a position where I'm receiving. What am I receiving? And it makes me think and it makes me process and it helps me connect. Um, so praising. So again, you know, outward hands, it's not, that it's, it's not that it's meant to be legalistic. It's just helpful to me that when I do this, it's more of a praise and honor, a glorifying and exalting. Um, you know, there's postures where I'm receiving, I'm surrendering, I'm submitting. There's postures where I'm um, extension. I, I actually like when we, when we pray for people. Now, the best thing is when you can just go right to them and put your hands on them. I think that's great. But there's times when we send somebody off. Well, when I stretch my hand out, I mean, I don't know what everybody else thinks. I only know what my brain does. But, I mean, I'm, I'm visualizing God. I mean, I'm visualizing. I'm touching that person. I don't care. They can be across the world. We can be praying for another country. We can be praying for some disaster, some people group. And I'm literally seeing it moving out, and it helps me. Could I pray with my hand down? I can pray for people with my hand down. It helps me to really move into a spirit and an attitude and a place of worship and prayer. Um, and so, again, please don't... I'm not looking at you to see which way your hands are. If you're drinking coffee, I might be looking at you. Um, sorry, I just... Uh, um, but here's the thing. I want to be a participant. So even though we have a worship leader, 
he le- that, that worship leader is not so we can watch him. His leading is to help me cross over and get there. And I don't want to be a participant. I want to be a worshiper. I don't want to just, you know, I mean, it's nice to hear people pray, and, and, but isn't it neat when you join in with them and you start, when you start agreeing with them and you start, you're, 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 you're joining with them. Um, so again, helpful tools. Uh, God's looking at the heart. Please don't get caught up on anything. Please don't miscommunicate anything I said about lead. Helpful stuff to me because I need that in my life to connect and to make sure that I'm not just praying. I, I was sharing with someone this week. I used to teach Sunday school in a former church. And one of the girls in the class, we were praying for things. And I was trying to really get them to understand prayer. And she said, listen, prayer is just, it's just a nice thing. It just makes you feel good that someone cares for you. But they hadn't experienced the reality that prayer actually manifests and did something. And so she was a teenager. And at that point in her life, prayer was just a nice thing. And therefore, you know what? It's like getting a birthday card. It was nice that you thought of me. But if I didn't get one, there was, whether I got it or not, didn't make a difference in my life. Now, if there was 10 bucks shoved in it or $100 shoved in it, guess what? All of a sudden, ooh, birthday card. Well, she had never been in a position where she thought she received an answer to prayer to feel like it was anything more than it was a nice thought. And I, it, it broke my heart. And it's like, how, how can, what can I do? And I did everything I could. But I mean, what, how, how can I, how can we make sure that people know that prayer isn't just nice? Who was some, and I'm, I don't care, but some major politician the other day was just saying prayer is just, it doesn't do anything. Well, they aren't listening to testimonies. My own kids started getting a little, you know, they go through that, and they're like, and it's like, and we sat them down and said, listen, do you remember when? Okay, do you remember when? My son, Seth, and I'm not trying to pick on anybody, he couldn't say a word. He could, eh, eh. Janie actually made him a blanket with just the words, just the expressions, eh. That's all anybody knew him by. We had a move the mountain prayer here, and, okay, coincident? That night, his tongue was released, his mouth was released, and he spoke full sentences. He wasn't stuck with some disorder. He wasn't stuck with some whatever. And I mean, give things names do what you want. I'm telling you, praise God, he was released. And we said, you have to know that that happened. He went up and danced. Janie told me he went out of the aisle and he went up and started dancing. He was a baby. And you know what? I didn't remember that part. He went up and he was dancing. And, and you know what? And there was an act then. And, and I'd forgotten that part. Um, but I'm just saying, and, and we started sitting down talking about all the, because if I look at the Old Testament and they're, they're always setting up rocks. They're always setting up monuments. Why? Because we, we, we forget too easy. God's done such a great thing, and then we forget. I want rocks in my yard. I want monuments. I want definitives. I want to show them. And so we go with our kids and say, do you remember when? Do you remember when? Do you remember when? Do you remember God did this, did this, did this? And even if they're still a little bit struggling, there are some things that have happened in our family's life that they cannot deny the power of God made a change. And you can say, well, that's a, co- a coincidence. Years of this, and all of a sudden, one night when we ask for it and believe for it, and you make a move, and it's changed, that's not a coincidence, folks. It's God answering prayer, God moving, God in His grace and His goodness and His mercy to us, doing something great. So, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I'm going to end with that. God bless you all. Sorry, that's my fault. Uh, I do want to close in a song. Uh, one, because we have some few things we can work on and practice. But two, I think it's good, as, as Uncle Don was telling us, it's good to make an effort and do something different. Go further in. Ask, find out what the Lord wants, us, wants you to go do specifically. Uh, I'm sure all of you won't come up here dancing necessarily. However, 
You know, but I do know that God is going to continue to, he wants us to press in. That's his heart. His heart is for us to press in deeper. And the more we, the more we study and we learn about God's presence, uh, it's available. It's available. And it's here. It's available on Sundays. It's available on Wednesdays. It's available to you in your own prayer closets, in your own car, as you're driving. It's available. And he's just asking us to press into it. So let's do that tonight. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this evening. Lord, as we close in this last worship song, Father, we press into you. We press into what you have for us. We thank you, Father, for that teaching that we can know there's many ways to worship you. There's many ways to come before you. And Father, we put aside all distractions, all concerns, all cares about the time or the noise or the lights or the coffee, whatever. We put it all away, Father. And we seek to worship you. We seek to honor you. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship. Thank you, Father. Father, we worship you tonight. We thank you for answered prayers. We thank you, Father, that there is power in prayer. There is power in worship. There is power in giving. Father, not our own power, but your power, Father, that is released as we submit all things to you. So, Father, we submit these prayer requests to you. We submit every need to you. Father, we place them at the altar. And we say over each and every one, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Father, we thank you that we can receive. We can receive from you. Father, we thank you that all we have because of your great goodness, your wonderful mercy. Father, my prayer this week, the rest of this week, is that we would remember that his mercies are new every day. His mercies are new every day. And every day is a fresh day to come to worship you. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. Bless us as we go from this place. We thank you for your angels that go before us, for your hedge of protection that surrounds us. Father, we worship you. We worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What a wonderful time tonight. Uncle Don, thank you. Did a wonderful job. And I just encourage you on Sunday, uh, Brother Paul Luciano is going to be sharing an incredible message, I'm sure. I know that after I asked him, he said, the Lord already spoke to me what I'm going to teach on and what I'm going to share. So it's going to be exciting. So don't miss Sunday. We're probably going to miss Sunday because we're taking our daughter. So pray for us. Be in, our, in your prayers. On Sunday, we'll be taking Anna down to Pittsburgh. Uh, to find a church for her because she'll be living in Pittsburgh 
uh, for the school year, and she'll be down there for about seven, eight weeks over the summer. She'll be home for a few weeks, and then we send her back again. So pray for us on Sunday, but you guys will be blessed here, I know. Amen? Amen. Amen. Have a great evening. Good night, guys. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.